Cube Insights from the global leader in tech coverage. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is the Cube's exclusive coverage. Day two, we're wrapping up the show here at Cisco Live 2018 in Europe. We're in Barcelona, Spain. Past two days, we've been here. I'm John Furrier with Stu Miniman, talking to the most important people at Cisco, the top executives, some developers, and really kind of getting the lay of the land. It's the first time the Cube has been at Cisco Live. Stu, Cisco Live. It's a lot of smart people, so it's great to have the Cube. The Cube fits beautifully with Cisco Live because you got people sharing. You have great, uh, smart networking guys, but they're also doing applications. This is really an awesome opportunity because this is like the perfect storm for Cisco. This is an opportunity to galvanize their base, grow them into new, the new kind of talent to move forward in this cloud edge world where the network needs to be more intelligent. This is your wheelhouse. You've been covering this. For yeah. a long time. So, so John, yeah, I, I was looking forward to this. It's been years since I've attended Cisco Live in person. There's a term we haven't talked about a lot this week, but I think it fits. It's the digital transformation. And Cisco is in the midst of this transformation. I said in our open on day one, my barometer was going to be, look, how is Cisco doing? Becoming a software company. Of course, things like iOS have been in the guts of what they did from networking. But being here in the DevNet zone... DevNet, Susie Wee's team, really helping to drive some of that transformation. We had a great conversation with Rowan talking about the future. We're talking about apps, talking about so many of the different things that Cisco was doing to not just be, you know, boxes and ports. Hardware, still an important piece. I'm actually concerned that maybe they have, you know, a little bit of that hardware holding them back a tiny bit because, you know, Cisco has skills there. They have lots of expertise. It might be mostly software, but even when they talk about things like collaboration, there's there's hardware underneath yeah. a lot of that. Stu Rowan Charlop, who's the VP, uh, SVP, a general manager of the applications team, is the rising star. He is being promoted, and watch this as a signal from Cisco. They recognize it. So you know, you, you know, we heard from Andy Chassis at Adams Reinvent. There's the old guard, mainly talking about Oracle, and then the new guard trying to obviously position themselves as the new guard to carry customers into the future. Rowan Trollop on his keynote yesterday, who was the the big story because the CEO wasn't here. He was the lead dog, so he's getting promoted. He's talking about the future. So the question I have for you is, as an analyst, is Cisco an old guard or are they a new guard? Or are they moving to be a new guard? What's your opinion? Too soon to say. Cisco was one of the you know four horsemen of the internet era. Uh, absolutely, they should have a place going forward. But look, they're not one of the big public cloud providers. They don't sell a lot to the hyperscale players. Uh but, you know, they have a very strong position in a lot of places, still dominant in traditional network and do very well in collaboration, you know, have a lot of software pieces. They've made a number of acquisitions. Uh, Vipella, a company we had tracked before, doing well inside of Cisco. AppD, a lot of buzz what's going on. We got to learn a bunch about Spark this week, John. Uh, you know, heck, even, you know, little tidbits I got. There's these two colored globes sitting behind you. It's like, oh, it's Alexa apps. And there's been people doing developer labs, you know, this entire week. So Cisco, part of helping to educate and do that transformation. Other companies like Pivotal is a partner. Lots of partnerships and not just the traditional infrastructure companies, but, you know, we heard about what they're doing with Google, with Apple and others. So I'm not ready to anoint, you know, uh, you know Cisco as a winner in the new world, but if multi-cloud, which I'd love to get your take on, you know, what you think with the multi-cloud strategy is, but Cisco at least has a right to be at the table and they've got strong customer relationships relationships, yeah. you know, strong in the enterprise, strong in service providers. But if, uh, so but if, Oracle's, an old, if Oracle's an old guard, yeah. then why isn't Cisco? I mean, Oracle is plumbing. They have the these database deals. They're not going anywhere soon. So you can make an argument that Oracle 
is not going to be displaced anytime soon because they have the massive deals. But a lot of people will say, and we even said that Oracle's relevance is waning with new database growth happening outside the proprietary database. So is Cisco relevant? Yeah, John, it's a good question. So for one piece, if you say, okay, how are they doing on the transition to becoming you know recurring revenue rather than boxes? They still have quite a ways to go. They're not far enough along that, that journey. My measuring stick was how much are they a software company? How much are they an infrastructure company? They're kind of straddling the line. They're moving up the stack more than some of the other initiatives in the past. It's taken hold thousands of people. Uh, so, you know, I, I give them good marks, John. Cool. What's your take? Here's my take on Cisco. Cisco knows the networking. You, you can't, like, like I was saying with Oracle, they're not going anywhere. No one's going to rip it out Cisco and replace it. There's nothing else to replace it with. I mean, there's no other competition, really. Um, the competition to Oracle, I mean, uh, Cisco is not being on the right side of history. So to me, I think Cisco should be worried about one thing, making the bet w- wrong on architecture. So they own the network. The other thing that people don't know about Cisco that's competitive advantage is they know the edge of the network. They've been doing edge computing since it existed. So, okay, extending it out to IoT is not a big deal, in my opinion. I think that is going to be an easy get for Cisco. Extending it to wireless, they have that with their deal with Jasper. That's interesting. That's going to be a game changer. But that's not going to be the problem. Wireless, human, cars, that's the new edge. That's just an extension for Cisco. That is a major advantage. So competitively speaking, I think that is a real point that they're going to really nail home that a lot of people understand. The second thing is that their DevNet program is showing that they're upgrading and uh, advancing their capabilities up the stack and bringing along with them their entire developer constituencies, which were essentially network engineers, right? So they were once the rock stars, those network engineers of any enterprise. You go into any enterprise, you say, the network engineers, they ran the show. Now, the threat is coming from from an alpha perspective from developers. So now you have this kind of dynamic going on, Stu, where the network engineers need to move up the stack to meet the new developers, and that's where the 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 rubbing's going on, right? And that's where the action. That's what DevNet's doing. They're doing a a, a, a masterful job, in my opinion. They're not overdriving, not overplaying their hand. They're in in the cloud native world with DevNet Create. So I think you know, I think their best move is to just continue to march down that path. But they gotta own the IoT edge. Without the IoT edge, Cisco could crumble. Yeah. So a couple comments on that, John. One, IoT. Cisco started messaging IoT really early and they've gone through a couple of iterations so that what they're talking about IoT wasn't what they were talking a few years ago. I like their story much better today. Absolutely both you know from from a wireless standpoint they've got the hardware gear like Meraki they talked on stage uh, some software standpoint uh, like, like Jasper. Uh, one of the areas we got feedback from the community John they're talking about containers and Kubernetes, sure. They're not on in, involved with serverless yet. And that, is, is it a blindness? I mean, is it something that, you know, uh, the, the big public clouds are going to be do there? Um, it, you know, well, I have an opinion they're, on they're, that. They're, I'm sorry? I have an opinion on that. Oh, okay. Cisco's running billion-dollar partnerships. Yeah. They're doing billions of dollars in revenue. So I think you can't really judge them there by their um, participation in these open-source projects yet. I think they got to bring something to the party quickly. I think it's too early to tell. I would agree with you on that point on this piece. They got to go to open source and they got to figure out a way to do it in a way that's not distracting from the core mission. If I'm Cisco, if I'm advising the CEO, I'm like, march with the network as the value maximize the software play and don't blow off open source. They cannot blow up open source. 
are they brilliant in open source right now? Outside of Lou Tucker, who do we see? Look, no, I mean, from a network standpoint, Cisco's been involved across lots of projects, you know, not just OpenStack, containers. Uh, we talked about what they're doing with Kubernetes and Istio. Give them today. a grade, open source, give them a grade. A, uh, B, C, or D, or F? Uh, I'd say at least, a, you know, a strong B. Okay, it's decent. I, I mean, look, they're not monetizing open source. They're not, you know, rallying around the flag. They're doing great with developers, which... You know, John, I, I guess if we say, you know, is it contributing for contributing sake or, you know, how does it fit in the business model? Um, you know, we did a couple of interviews here where it said, no, no, open source. We're not negative on it. We're n- they're not pushing against, yeah. you know, public cloud. Uh, they're not against these things. It just doesn't fit as yeah. much into the, the, their environment. I think the multi-cloud thing, well, getting back to the, your question about containers. So containers are being commoditized. Red Hat just bought Core OS. Docker's Docker. Docker's got a business model challenge. Yeah. We've reported on that, Stu, and we're doing a feature report on it now and so what are they going to do but still container is a goodness people like containers is it super complicated not really is kubernetes strategic and important yes that's obvious so the service mesh is interesting to me and i think the net devops positioning that they announced here cisco is kind of bringing this devops culture to the networking world they're kind of creating a new devops ethos at a networking layer i think that's going to be a really really big deal and that is either going to be a go big or go home situation it's either going to work like a charm it's going to fail miserably. So uh, what do you think? I mean, it, smell, it lines up with Istio. It lines up with service mesh, it, programmable infrastructures, managing microservices. I mean, it kind of hangs together, Stu. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, John, it goes along with the whole trend we've been seeing. The, you know, the people that were managing the network can't be managing devices or even groups of devices. Uh, you know, intent-based networking was one of the big items coming into here. It's how do I let, you know, the machine learning, the programmatability, you know, help me in this environment because you know it's only going to get more complicated the edge you talked about is critical iot keeps growing and you know it's not something that people alone can do it needs to be people plus machines and i've seen nice maturation of how cisco does this cisco you know to be critical on cisco for most for for the last decade is they have thrived in complexity and i i think they're trying to get over that some and shift their model to more of a software model well Stu, that's i think you nailed it so here's my here's my take if the software model allows them to scale with machine learning, they can do what Facebook and Google's done. So if you go to Google, for instance, how they manage their data center, they have site reliability engineers. They've changed the IT model to scale the number of machines that they have. The de- number of devices that are coming on the network cannot be physically managed by people. So this means machine learning and software has to automate it. That is Cisco's opportunity. I'm not seeing it clearly right now, but if that's what they're what they're talking about. That, to me, will be the tell sign. If Cisco can create kind of a site reliability engineer like what Google did for networks, that's a game changer. All right, Stu, final thoughts. Let's uh, go, go, go through. Let's riff on what we saw here. Obviously, Barcelona, great city. The weather's been phenomenal. Um, it's been really great. Good food, good tapas. Uh, but Cisco, good vibe. Cube in the DevNet zone. It's been really interesting to watch. People love the labs. It's very kind of chill and, and relaxed, um, but very active. Uh, the keynote, looking forward, not looking back. Notable point, the CEO wasn't here. 
So that to me, yeah, it's the end of the quarter, and he was just at Davos, and there's a bunch there. He didn't come last year either. Okay. Uh, but you know, look, Chuck, Chuck will be at the Orlando show. Hoping we'll have him on the cube uh, when we go there. We're going to be at the Orlando show. Uh, we've got the cube at the DevNet Create show again. And, and John, chill, I think was the right word. And part of me is wondering, is it because we're here in Barcelona and it's just kind of a relaxed atmosphere of a city? You know, I've really enjoyed uh, that. You know, this week, yeah. um, or you know, network people. As I said, used to be a little bit uptight. I mean, it's yeah. the you know, risk and you know, fear are yeah. things that kind of ruled in networking before. Um, and uh, people seemed a little bit more chill here. Pros and cons, too, or observations that were good and and not so good. Observations um, to me were on the good side was a lot of activity in the DevNet zone, a lot of energy in the hallway, in a Barcelona way, so it's kind of European flavor. I was the signal I thought was good was the keynote was packed. You and I thought it might be empty, right? Given you know, but people strolled in, they packed every seat. The the, the other area is that you can just tell people were interested in the new direction. The the critical analysis to me would be I didn't hear enough data driven. I want to see more data-driven, but I didn't want to hear AIs changing the world. I want to see real practical examples of data-driven impact to data center, and I wanted to see more meat on the bone on multi-cloud. So I didn't really see much there. I just heard about it. It was almost like we're going there. Not a lot of data-driven, not a lot of multi-cloud. Outside of that, I thought it was really, really a great conference. Yeah, and and John, we, we had some phenomenal guests here. So on the data-driven piece, uh, Michelle Dennity, uh, the chief privacy officer, really good piece. And, and she said, oh, guys, you're missing it if you didn't hear the data-driven. And she drove home in the interview with us how Cisco is involved there. So... John, there's a lot going on. Cisco's a big company, yeah. big show. There, there's a lot yeah. we're not going to be able to get. Uh, Riaz Rehan got the IoT piece. You know, seeing some new players. Yeah. You know, really helping to shift along this transition. Love Susie Wee's yeah. discussion about the four-year transformation uh, yeah. that we're talking. And yeah. you know, Rowan, you know, strong executive. You know, good bench at Cisco. Uh, you know, stock has been up like you know most of the tech stocks. Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah. You know, the last uh, you know few months. But yeah. uh, I mean, know, we've got the mention. Good points too. New sheriff in town on IoT. That was a great interview. Again, Susie's uh, at DevNet's hit home run here. She's got a great group she's developing. Yeah. Awesome stuff, so, Susie. So, 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 so the last thing, John, right, if, if, if Chuck Robbins would give you a call and say, hey, John, right, I've got that $10, $20, 30000000000 billion that I might be able to play with. Any, any final advice for him? I would really shore up the collab stuff. I think there's a distraction there from the sense of that I get why it's developing, but the if you use WebEx or use these tools, you're, you're biased. You don't understand. It's a tool to you. You're just going to use it. I think that is a great data, and I think that the collab apps, if you look at it not as a software play, but as an IoT Edge device, data-driven device, that's a good play. So I like the direction. I would throw a lot of dough at the collab and make that an IoT Edge feature because they can cross-connect great data from WebEx to Spark. And I think Spark is feels like an app. I want to, it's not an app. It's a, it's, it's just it's a platform. Look, it's a so. messy space. You know, who leads in those spaces tends to be a lot more the consumer companies that did this. Cisco killed most of their, their consumer stuff uh, than they did after the, you know, they had Flip and the set-top boxes. So, you know, very different Cisco. What assets yeah. do they have? But to, uh, to answer your questions, too, what I would say to say, Chuck, own the edge. This is a strategic imperative. I would throw the kitchen sink at owning the edge of the network. That means from the core to the edge, and I'd push that edge all the way to the wearables, all the way to the implants in your brain, the future, own it end-to-end, lock that down, make it dynamic, make it programmable. That is a holy grail moment. And to me, lock it down, and everything will fall into place. You'll have cloud traction, you'll have app traction, everything will, everything right. will happen. And, and they don't need to be 
the owner of the public cloud to be successful in what you said, John. So good yeah. strategy. I like all it. All right. The Cube, with all the strategy for the CEO, Chuck Robbins, who's watching. Uh, Chuck, good to see you. Thanks for having us at Cisco Live. Stu, great analysis. I want to thank all the guests. Thanks to the crew here. Uh, Tony Day and the team and Brendan and Brian. Great job. And all the people back home at the Cube Network and the Cube Network Operating Center in Palo Alto and Boston. This is live coverage. This is our wrap-up from Barcelona, Spain. Cube is calling it a day here at Cisco Live 2018 in Europe. Thanks for watching. For more Cube podcasts, visit thecube.net.